We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Hi, everyone. This is Christina. And this is not MJ. This is Carmen. That's right, everyone. Uh, MJ is uh, out sick. She's having a hard time. Send her some healing vibes if that's your thing. But Carmen so graciously, as always, agreed to uh, step in (laughs) as the unofficial, um, unofficial, official guest co-host. Yeah. (laughs) And she also has no idea what we're talking about today. And she's really here for the reaction. <laughs> she didn't bring any stories. <laughs> no, I did not. But Carmen, I'm going to be telling you some Duende stories. Fun. Well, let me add, I feel like there's no more, no other. Well, actually, there's a lot of perfect spooky season stories. But this is going to be Halloween weekend, Halloween week, this yeah. episode. So I figured like the one of the best topics we could cover are duendes and duendes slash missing 411, like the combination of the two. Slash missing? Missing 411. 411? Like people going missing in national parks. Oh. Or forests. You didn't know what that was? No. <laughs> Wait, oh, haven't you talked okay, about well, it before? Not going missing. Not missing 411. Hmm. Okay, I I mentioned the story I found. That's what I that had okay. to do with missing four one one. Yeah, yeah. I remember you mentioning it, but the I Ecuador episode. I didn't know yeah. what that was when you mentioned it. Oh, okay. There's a, a four books that um this uh, guy wrote. Um, and he's not just a guy. I just don't remember his name. Yeah, <laughs> he's he has credentials. Okay, anyway. some guy. Some guy wrote a book. Yeah. No, no, he's he's like official, whatever. But he wrote a, a book, four books that are called Missing 411, and they each cover weird, mysterious, missing people cases that took place at national parks in the United States. And he has one that is from another from other countries. Oh, That's okay. where this story I'm going to share comes from. But I also there's also a subreddit called Missing 411 that probably was like inspired by the books. Oh. I have two stories from that as well. Cool. But first, I do have some Duende listener stories. I don't know why I just don't find Duende scary. I just love them. I, I don't want to see one, but I enjoy the stories. Have you shared a picture of what they supposedly look like, like on your, on the Spooky Tells Instagram or anything? Yeah, there's like, there's an old painting of a Spanish person, like artist or whatever, who uh, drew a duende, supposedly. And that it one? says like Dueño de Casa. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That one. So okay. that's what I've shared before, yeah. Because I don't I don't know what's a picture when you like talk about them, so that's why. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well uh I mean, what is your relationship or thoughts about duendes? Do you like remember any of the stories that mommy or papi have said? No, other than they're like annoying. Like, I guess that's how okay, I relate yeah, yeah. to them. Like, I don't find them scary. I find them like as annoying little things that just bother people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, That is exactly how Bobby describes them. He just, yeah. he was not scared of them. He was just annoyed by them. And he was like, he, he's never said an, an actual story. He's like, what's there to say? I just turned around and threw rocks at them and they went away. <laughs> 
I feel like he would say like, or what? Oh, he would throw rocks. Okay. I don't know where I remember yeah. like somebody saying they would be like on the trees throwing things at people. Oh, was that him? I don't that know. That is a thing people say. Oh, okay, I don't know okay. if mommy or papi have said that. I remember mommy seeing that my abuelita saw the one day, I think. Oh, I should have. I didn't want to pry, though. Yeah. Uh, but I have to go back to Mexico when everyone feels a little better. Now that so you're I can already pry them for yeah, their story. Now that you already went once. Um, <laughs> next time you go, you can pry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, if you listeners. Well, first of all, welcome to new listeners. We always get a wave of them and i never welcome any of you i'm sorry <laughs> welcome to a spooky tales i hope you enjoy it what what uh-huh. brings on a wave like what do you do you know oh um well Some... this month okay yeah because halloween we got featured... spooky season oh okay. yeah i'm gonna just let you talk yeah. sorry <laughs> i do this every time i'm dying i'm like <laughs> it's okay <laughs> uh we got featured on apple Podcasts. oh i saw um, like your... dark collection okay yeah I did so that, that brought on a wave um we got featured before that in this article by um some they have a huge instagram following and they do like articles and stuff and i don't remember the name of the website right mm. now which is <laughs> terrible but but they had us on the list of like 10 or 6 i don't remember latino podcast to listen to oh, for okay. i think i Latinx saw you guys heritage post that month. too mm-hmm. that that did too and then just mentions from other podcasts okay. um like susa podcasts uh a while ago i sent him i don't know did i send you that episode what episode okay he does letters so susa podcast i've told you about it though right oh, i've been listening uh, to it but i started from have? the beginning so i'm like on the 20 something episode oh you're not on you're not there yet though okay oh he does these these episodes called Letters from the Beyond, and I sent my story oh, in. Oh, I've seen the titles. Oh, what story yeah. did you send? On the third one. The chair one oh. with fucking Louise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Were was you there? truly scary. Um, I don't remember if I was there or not. Okay. I think I was. I always, no, I was because I saw were? you fall. You oh, okay. Well, if anyone's tuning in for the first time, we usually get straight to the topic, but I'm not so today because Carmen yeah. and I like to chat a lot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but this chair story that I'm mentioning, I was sitting in my dad's trailer, and my brother Luis is across from me. He always he's always said that he sees shadow people, and we always made fun of him, and we shouldn't have. And I learned that the hard way. I was like, yeah, <laughs> the, the the shadow people were like, oh, you want to fuck around and find out? It was it was hilarious though because um, <laughs> you. He was sitting, I think he was drawing, you know how he used to draw the shadow people with like red yeah. eyes. Scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, I think we were making fun of him or something. I don't even remember exactly how it happened, but. Um, well, okay. I'll tell you this part and then you tell me what you saw. Cause okay. I, I've never heard your side of it, but okay. He was sitting there and then he, what did I say? I said something dumb about them. And then he said, they don't like it when you laugh at them. And then I was like, oh, oh, they don't like it. And he's mm-hmm. like, there's one behind you right now. And I was like, oh, is it right here, Luis? Is it right here? And I was like fake punching it. And then he was like, he, I don't know. He was just intensely staring. And then something, I, I was not, I was on a chair and he was like on a little couch. And it's not a couch thing, but it was like attached to the trailer so it couldn't move and i was on a chair across from him and something pulled my chair i was not leaning on it nothing something pulled the chair from under me and i fell on my ass and then he said 
see, they don't like it when they laugh at you. And I was like, oh my, or when you laugh at them. And then I was like, oh my God. And I ran to my dad's office. Yeah. Did we all run? Did Luis run too? Or We all ran. Yeah. We all okay, ran. Okay. We all ran. Yeah. No, that's what <laughs> the I remember. The shadow people just followed him. <laughs> <laughs> like, why didn't he bother running? They're, he's the one that, you know They're what I mean? They're his friends. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I remember. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just remember seeing you fall. Like, I don't distinctly remember, like, seeing the chair move okay. i just remember it, it looked like yeah. you know when you know when you're in cl- in class and you lean back like on your chair that's what it looked mm-hmm. like and then you fell and they were like oh and we started running <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah that's that's my only paranormal experience so whenever podcasts are like send your stories and i'm like here's this one <laughs> here's my one story that would be yeah. my one story too so <laughs> true <laughs> mm-hmm well no there was the time that me bella um slapped your butt oh yeah yeah my my great grandma i'm pretty sure it was her just out yeah, of the air my, we were yeah um no one was near you no we were in we the were, kitchen or something no 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 we were outside no? we were outdoors we were oh, in outside. Um, we had just gotten done seeing the uh therapista <laughs> whose name oh, i don't remember the- we just called him that um and i think we were waiting for louise to come out and we were just sitting out or standing outside and i was leaning on the rail which was you know just a rail so there's like space in between and Mm -hmm. i just felt a slap on my ass and no no one was near you yeah except me i was like i turned around no no one was near me yeah and then I, I told mommy, like, somebody just slapped my butt. And then right away, she's like, oh, that must have been me, Bella. She's like, she used to like doing that. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But I wasn't scared yeah. or anything. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are our, our only two paranormal stories. Uh, now we can get on to the listener stories. <laughs> Wait, I have one more that it's not oh, really. You a have par- one more. No, it's not really a paranormal story. It was oh. me being scared of Luis's room. <laughs> His room was scary. I, I remember that he never wanted to sleep in there. Well, it wasn't it wasn't in La 35. Actually, no matter what room, no matter what house we were at, he his did not want to scary. sleep in his own room. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what yeah. What happened that like did he just Okay, I guess it, it's not the room, it's him. It was him because he's the one that would see these things. So it didn't matter what yeah. room he was at. Like, yeah. Yeah. But we were um but at the he crater would house. Say- crater house yes he went in modesto and he yes. would say that like he could see someone walking by the window and staring at him Do you remember that and staring at and him and i did and, not and <laughs> well let me say why i was in there first of all it was your oh. fault and luis's fault okay yeah um, actually this is the same thing i was gonna say oh, but go on yeah yeah you guys were fighting i was not a part of this at all i was just minding my business <laughs> you guys were fighting and as a punishment um for you two fighting our mom decided to make them to sleep in me and christina's room that we shared together like as a punishment like oh yes. you're fighting spend more time together go sleep that together was solve it yeah and then she by default that meant i had to sleep in his room and i was terrified because of all the shit he would say that he would see in the room and in the window. Uh, and yeah. I spent the whole night scared. Um, I slept with the blankets over my head. <laughs> I don't think I would have seen... I think I, I shouldn't have been scared. I should have just slept fine. Like, I would not have seen anything. I'm sure of it. Yeah. But it was so scary. Like, I don't think... 
I've been that scared at night before. <laughs> Except <laughs> at mi abuelita's house after we saw that scary movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. The one there was, you know, I don't know to this day what scary movie it was. Me either. I've tried to find it and I can't. <laughs> but I remember there was some creepy looking ghost girl and she would just say, es? Es? <laughs> So if anyone knows a horror movie, and honestly, I don't know if it was translated from another language into Spanish. I think it had it to was, be, right? Yeah, it had to be. Because it was, was Asian. And they were. It wasn't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so they were just like, es? Oh, so scary. So. What time is it? Some just a creepy ghost girl. I don't even know the plot of this movie. I just remember that little girl. Yes, saying what time is it? Um. So if anyone, if that sounds familiar, please let me know. I've been dying to know what movie this was. That would be wild if somebody knew. I know, right? It's a it's a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing about Luis's room, and then we'll get to the listener stories. So his room, I was always afraid to go in there. because, And I, I think it's just the stories he always said, but it just yeah. felt colder than all the other rooms in the house. It did. And honestly, I don't know why, because his AC wasn't the same place our AC was. It was it was a little bit smaller than ours. So maybe that's why. <laughs> but it did. Why that make a difference? But, I don't know. I don't know anything about air and houses. Me, um, me neither. <laughs> but no matter what house we were in. His room, except when we were, I think, in seminary, because he had the room. It was like, you know, attached. The, yeah. it was like half a closet. Yeah. But I think Sorry, it's half like a room. nursery room, like a, oh, I think yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it was designed for. Okay. Because it, it would fit like, it fit his small uh, one bed. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that room was fine. I never noticed anything there. And he was fine in that room. But I think because it was attached to, to mommy's. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bobby's. Yeah. But. Other than that, no matter what house we were in, his room was always colder. Always. Yeah. And uh, like structurally, it wasn't any different than the other rooms in the house. So I don't Mm -hmm. know what the reason was other than it was haunted. No. (laughs) Yeah, it had to have been. I I mean, I honestly can't find another logical explanation for this. And the vibes. And honestly, I think the vibe part of it is just all the stories he would say about his room. Yeah creeping creeping us out um because his room was a creepy vibe i never liked going in there Mm -mm. but uh, creepy vibes aside it was always colder and darker (laughs) um yeah so that was just a little bit about our some of our hunter stories that you may or may not have heard before so yeah onto the listener stories they are three they are all when they're related here's the first one and they're all pretty short so this one was sent in via Instagram. If you have any stories that you want to send into the podcast, you can email espookytales at gmail.com or you can send it to me via Instagram uh, at espookytales. Um, okay, so this person said, my mom is from El Salvador and tells us that it's common there that duendes lure kids to their deaths. I'm all, <laughs> sorry. I'm over here describing them as just annoying, like little things. <laughs> I know. And I just let you. I didn't say anything else. <laughs> But I know you said that before and I forgot about that. Yeah. Just like no one has depicted the one this to me in that way. So I just refuse to believe it. Except for me and my episodes. Yeah. But that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So she encountered one when she was young. She never gives an exact age, maybe five or six. She said she dreamed of this little dancing man like creature that she began to follow. But she was actually sleepwalking. It led her outside and she woke up because of the wet sensation on her feet. 
and she was in a field about to fall into the milpa. And I was like, what's a milpa? But they said a well-like structure. And oh. I'm glad that they said Explained. that in parentheses or mm-hmm. I would not have known. I've never heard that <laughs> word before. Yeah, it has to be like a, a Salvadorian word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'm just dumb. I don't know the word Could for be well in Mexican Spanish either. So That's true. I don't know the word for well at all. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, she went on to say she retells the story often and always reiterates that duendes appear mostly to children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've heard that too. And that's creepy. Also, this person, I was messaging them back and uh, a little bit of back and forth. And they're also Mexican Salvadoran. So that was fun. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> so many of us. <laughs> so many Mexi Salvis. Mexi Salvis. Yeah. Uh, so here is another one. And this was sent via email. Uh, hey, guys, I have a story about duendes. When I was younger, I would always hear stories about duendes for my tios. But back then, we didn't know that's what they were. They would tell me that at my grandma's house, there, were, there was always someone playing tricks on them. The microwave and the blender being turned on in the middle of the night. Sometimes someone ringing or the doorbell or my grandma looking out the window and seeing the basketball bouncing as if someone was out there playing but there was no one there oh (laughs) (laughs) one time one of my tios was laying on the couch and when my grandma walked out of the room he noticed a small figure following right behind her he couldn't believe his eyes i would pass out if i saw that One day, my, and this is just a story about the house, not the one that related, I think, this next part. One day, my godmother and her kids came into town and stayed at my grandma's house. I, wanting to spend as much time as I could with them, I decided to spend the night at at my grandma's house. My cousins and I slept in one of the rooms toward the front of the house. I remember falling asleep, but not really in a deep sleep because it was raining and I could hear it. I heard a loud thunder and it was enough to completely wake me up. And when I did, one of my cousins was sitting up in the bed, rocking back and forth. The fuck? When I asked her what she was doing, she looked so scared. I asked her again and she looked at me and told me to listen. And when I did, I could hear a kid crying and it was getting closer and closer to the window. Oh no. I was so scared. I felt paralyzed. And then she writes, I realized that all those stories I was told from a young age were real. Just thought I would share my story. Thank you guys for reading our stories and experiences. Yvette, thank you so much for sending that in. That's terrifying. So, yeah, I don't know. Was that last part the one they related? Did the one this, can they cry like kids? <laughs> I don't know. But maybe it was Or a was cat. she hearing something else? Yeah, yeah. Cats are so creepy. They and sound I, like crying kids all the time. I didn't know what, yeah. There's a TikTok video. Oh, uh-huh. I was just going to say one time I remember being scared at seminary because there was like a bunch of stray cats around um, Ugh, and they would like, yeah. cry. And, and I I'd don't know. Like, until I think mommy told us they were cats. And I was like, oh, OK. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a video on TikTok going that I was it was going around a while back, but a cat falls into a lake and then someone picks it up quickly and then it cries like a baby. Ew. And someone stitched it and they said cats mimic uh, humans because they know that they're more likely to be saved if someone thinks yeah. it's a baby. That's creepy. <laughs> mm, it's a little cool too. <laughs> no, you're right. It is. It makes me think of all the... I heard a baby crying and it was a devil stories. Like, what yeah. if that was a cat? I bet it was. Essentially and the, the cat's same. like, damn, no. <laughs> these humans don't actually care. <laughs> yeah. This isn't working at all. <laughs> just... 
Then they're so drunk they can't tell it's a cat, and they just like yeet this cat back into the And you know the stories, field. and they're like, and the baby was hairy. <laughs> it was a cat. And it had teeth, <laughs> sharp teeth, <laughs> claws. <laughs> Jinx. Uh, that bitch. Anyway, that would make me feel better though if it was a cat. I think I'm not believe. I'm gonna believe though it was a cat. <laughs> All right, one more listener than this story. This is super short. Uh, hi, my sister told me this, but my cousin got taken by a duende. My cousin was drunk and the duende took him far away from the pueblo. Almost everyone from the pueblo went to look for him and it took almost a week. He said he only remembered seeing the duende and that's it. They found him passed out in an abandoned area with no clothes, no nothing. Mm. I really hope that was the duende and not like some sinister fucking person. Oh my I don't God. Know what's worse. I know that's a little scary. Although he says he saw one, so... But that's terrifying. Both situations would be terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as you can see from these listeners' stories, duendes are often blamed when people go missing. Um, and as I think I was we were talking a little bit about that earlier. Yeah. Um, but that led me to look for missing cases and duendes. And, and uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to find something at first, but then I did. So that was cool. <laughs> so um, this first one is from the Missing 411 subreddit. And uh, it's I think it's like at least three years old or something like that. But it's titled My Cousin Was Lost in the Forest. If you just search that in Reddit, you could find it. It's easy. Side note. I was looking for these stories, right? And I came across a YouTube page where someone made it seem like they were sent the story and the person wanted to be anonymous. And it was really like a easily searchable Reddit post that... Why? Why do all that? Why be, why yeah. be like that? Like, like, so they sent me this, but they don't want me to share their name. They want to be anonymous. And it's like, the person said nothing like that in their post. And they were like, yeah, it's fine if you want to talk about this. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> so this is titled, My Cousin Was Lost in the Forest. Uh, and here it goes. Hello, my family is from the Caribbean, and my aunt told me about an experience she had as a child. This had to have happened almost 50 years ago when she was around eight years old. I don't want to write my aunt's real name, so I'll call her Jane. So Jane lived in a small... Why did that just make me think of Jane the Virgin? <laughs> Miss Gina. Miss Gina, yeah. <laughs> So uh, Jane lived in a small village that was surrounded by forests, sugarcane fields, and rice paddy fields. One day, Jane and her cousins decided to play a game. Jane and her cousins knew this forest extremely well since they played there every day. After a while, they noticed their cousin Jack was missing. They searched everywhere for Jack and called out to him, but he was nowhere to be found. Eventually, after an hour of searching, they decided to send one of their cousins to run and get help. Jane's uncle arrived a little after and began helping search for Jack. Another hour passed and the uncle came upon a thick growth of thorny vines and bushes. He heard shouting coming from nearby. There were so many thorns and vines and it was so thick that he had to use his machete to cut through. There was no way anyone, even a child, could get through. That's how thick it was. When he cleared a path, he entered a small clear patch and Jack was sitting in the very center. He asked Jack how he got there and he had no memory of what had happened after they started playing the game. He also had zero scratches on him and his clothes were clean with no dirt on them. There's no way he could have gotten in there. 
my aunt says my family thought it might have been a duen, which in folklore uh, are these fairy-like creatures that have uh, feet backwards, feet that face backwards, and they try and lure people to the forest. And they end this by saying, does anyone know of any missing 411 cases in the Caribbean? I thought this would kind of fit, though I'm still new to the for missing 411 topic. But do you, you listen to Monstras, right? I told you about them. Mm-hmm. Okay, they have an episode on the Dwen. Yeah. Um, Dwen, Dwen. Yeah, it's a really good episode. Highly recommend it. Also, I love them. So um, <laughs> the, the, the Dwen is a very Dwen-like creature um there's you know a lot of them it's like a, it's like the size of a child it has mm-hmm. backwards feet and yeah it lures people into the forest and it's like a it's folklore from like trinidad and tobago which yeah it's in the caribbean i, I wanted to include that one because it's still one that like but yeah it's weird that he had like zero scratches on him but he yeah. was in this clear patch that this grown and that he was able to get through that at all yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, very weird. So, yeah, just a weird-ass story. I'm glad they found them very quickly, though, compared to some other stories. All right, are you ready for the next one? Yeah, you can't hear Milo crying, right? No. If you hear a dog crying, it's Milo. (laughs) Milo. (laughs) So, where was I? Mm. So, this next one is titled, I Went Missing When I Was Six. And they go on to say... So I just recently found out about missing 411 and reading a few exp- of the experiences here kind of made me feel better about mine. Like I'm not the only one who experienced something bizarre like this. I guess I can also count myself lucky. This all occurred when I was six years old in Managua, Nicaragua. My grandmother in Nicaragua lives in a finca, which is basically like a huge farm. She grows coffee and other plants, has cattle, etc. If you don't have a Jeep, or some sort of off-road vehicle, it's really tough, if not impossible, to make it up to her place as it's surrounded by thick rainforest. Most people use horses or motorcycles on the trail up to her finca. Typically, we had a jeep that we would be able to drive all the way up there, but it was getting repaired, or someone else was using it, honestly, not sure. And we had to take a cab there to visit. It was around midday, and the cab dropped us off where the paved road ended. It was about a mile and a half walk to my finca, to my grandma's finca from there, that we had walked plenty of times in the past. There were homes along the trail, but they were far and few in between. I was with my parents and a little sister. She was two years younger at the time. Nothing eventful really happened. It was a bright summer Nicaragua day. Pretty hot, but the forest shade helped. I remember playing with one of my favorite toys. It was a green ranger that you could push a button and his, and his head would switch from his normal head to his helmet. That kind of sounds familiar. That's Say it foy. again. How? A power, a power ranger. So oh. it was the green ranger and you pressed the button and the helmet covered. Oh, okay. Like a helmet came down. Yeah. Probably like a very 90s yeah. toy. <laughs> anyway, I was playing with it as we walked along the trail. We then arrive to a small stream. My parents are easily able to jump over it and keep walking. They look behind them and I can see them watch me try to make the jump, smiling at me. I do make the jump but dropped my toy in the process and it got picked up by the stream so I immediately started following it. I could hear my parents yelling for me but I was too focused on catching my toy. This next bit I still remember vividly to this day. 
All of a sudden, I'm like in a field with very tall grass. It's surrounded by trees. The one thing I notice is that it's eerily quiet. I have to reiterate that this is the Central American forest. It is never quiet. Mm. There are always hundreds of birds, monkeys, and other small animals everywhere. At the time, I didn't think anything of it. Then I hear something weird, like chirping, and I see small, tiny orbs in the tall grass. I'm not afraid of them, more like intrigued. They're among the grass, like the way you would see an animal's eyes, but they're weightless and floating. I start walking toward them, but then I get scared and I run away toward the forest. I remember getting sleepy as if I fell against a, tr a, tea a tree trunk. <laughs> they wrote tea. The next bit, I won't go into detail. It's just, it's just things my parents have told me, but also I don't want to be doxxed. Understandable. In Nicaragua, my dad's side of the family is pretty important with big ties to the government. Ooh, mm. red flag. What regime was this? I don't know. <laughs> Senators, judges, military. And my dad reached out to my um oh my dad reached out to his brother who was the chief of police and his brother-in-law who was general. Mm. <laughs> they had a massive search for me using police and military assets. About a thousand people total combing the jungle, dogs, uh, the jungle, dogs, helicopters, the works. They actually found a few bodies in the process that had stab or gunshot wounds. Wounds. Wow. <laughs> Most likely gang members mm. <laughs> or victims. I don't of know. The government. <laughs> yeah. I was missing for two days. Wow. The next thing I remember is waking up in the back of a bus. The bus driver waking me up and asking me if I was okay. I immediately start crying and asking for my mom. My mom had me memorize her home number. So they call and I get picked up. Police investigate thinking it may have been a kidnapping attempt. They think they find out who was kidnapped and put me in the bus. Oh, sorry. They, th they, they think once they find out who was kidnapped, they put me in the bus. That doesn't make any sense. Who put her on the bus, maybe? Or them on the bus? They think they find out who was kidnapped, they put me on the bus. Something. She got put on a bus. This is, I guess, what I'm getting from it. I tell them my story, and a few of them think Duendes took me. Duendes is something a lot of people in Nicaragua believe in, especially people out in the fields. It's less believed in major cities. They're basically described like small people who kidnap children, kill livestock, and ruin crops. I never heard about killing livestock. Basically <laughs> mischievous little things. Me neither. These are some different kind of Duendes. <laughs> it's a little more than mischievous uh, to kill livestock. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a telltale sign of them being present is seeing small floating lights in trees or among tall grass. People say it's their lanterns that they carry, which I had never heard of. Mm, me either. Mm, some of my older cousins kid around that it was La Llorona who took me, <laughs> but then got tired of me and dumped me on a bus. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, that's my story. Sorry for its length. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of commonalities between like other Duendes stories, but I did not know about this lantern thing. Me either. Found that, found that interesting. Was there another Duendes story in the comments? Probably. Here, let me click on the link. 
Oh, yeah. Something someone asked in the comments, would they be something like the Alushes in southern Mexico and Guatemala? I talked about Alushes in our Duende episode. Um, oh, I don't remember that. They're not known to kidnap children, though. Mm. They're more like these little like spiritual Duendes that go back to like pre-colonial times oh. where um, you have to like they like do the work. They can help you in the field and in your farm and you have to like give them offerings and they are a little mischievous but i don't know about them kidnapping someone asked her in the comments what her parents thought happened to her and she said her mom thinks it was duendes but her dad doesn't he thinks that it was like an enemy of his or something i mean you would think she would have been harmed in some way if it was right yeah or that there there would have been some kind of like demand you know like a ransom or something something right but she was somehow found you know with nothing wrong yeah yeah perfectly fine very weird um someone asked her also did your body feel like it had been two days like you were hungry or tired and she says i don't remember being hungry that's the weird part it was like waking up from a nap Mm. uh i think those were the main comments that i wanted to like dive into Oh, oh! someone in the comments mentions duendes from Filipino folklore, that they're like very similar and, you know, take kids. And yeah, they have the same name. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but it's spelled with a W instead oh, of a U. Oh, you mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. But this person wrote, they can also curse you. I thought it was a Filipino superstition only. My in-laws are Filipino and an aunt was cursed by a duende. It was making her sick and she went to seek guidance from a witch doctor when we went to the Philippines last year. They call them duendes too. They call. They told her the duendes were mad that she. Um, it's, they wrote she meet up in their house. I don't know what that means. Hmm. That she meet up in their house. I don't know. Uh, they shouldn't be walking through grass in case they mess up their homes. Oh, maybe she destroyed one of their houses accidentally. Oh. <laughs> uh, so they told my aunt to leave candles out for the uh, duendes, and she would start to feel better. And then she did weird wow <laughs> uh, that is a strange uh and then someone underneath that wrote that happened to my mom in the philippines when she was little too she was gone for maybe five ten minutes but my grandparents had already started a search with the whole village she remembers playing games with the duende so crazy mm, wow <laughs> oh that's so weird yeah uh, let's see Okay, I was looking for someone from Mexico. So there has to be someone. So someone wrote, my family that comes from Durango, uh, Mexico, says duendes are there. Uh, They are usually depicted as children. Um, So this is not just in Nicaragua. That's for sure. Uh, Yeah, I mean, duendes are all over Latin America. Yeah. um, And everywhere. And beyond. (laughs) And beyond, yeah. But yeah, that was, uh, at least she was found. Yeah, pretty quickly. Oh, someone someone wrote, so your family has big ties to Ortega's government. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds like us. I just didn't remember his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he was downloaded. <laughs> Welcome to our little haunted break. I want to give a shout out to our amazing Patreons. And especially our newest patrons, Maribel and Gina. Thank you so much for joining the Patreon. And thank you to the rest of our Patreons. 
Mimi, Diana, Ashes, Anne, Janie, Michelle, Monica, Modesto, Cynthia, Perla, Jesenia, Dalia, Rene, Iris, Ghost Train, and Madtown Charity. Your support means the world to us. If you want to join the Patreon, go ahead and head on over to patreon.com slash tales. You'll gain access to bonus episodes. We try to do two a month, but always at least one. You get to vote on the movie night uh, polls where you choose the movie night that we're going to be watching and monthly goodies like stickers. And if you join the highest tier, no mames, super serious and spooky, then you get an exclusive keychain. But don't worry. If you cannot support us monetarily, then you are not missing out on anything. The best support that you can give us is just listening to our episodes here. So thank you for doing that. Do you ever wonder what was there before Dodger Stadium? Or how hard shell tacos are actually pretty Mexican? Or how about the horrible history behind international adoption in Guatemala? Join us, Carmen and Christina, as we tell each other stories about capitalism, corruption, obscure history, and sometimes all three. Usually all three. Listen to Historias Unknown, new episodes every Thursday, available in your favorite podcast app. And at historiasunknown.com. All right, I have have one more story. This is the one that's from the actual Missing 411 book. Um, So this is the case of my, my, well, it's Michael, but it's spelled M-A-K-O-O-L. Mm. He's from Chile. Uh, my cool, my I can't say it. Michael, Michael, Michael. Thank you, Michael oh, okay. Coroseo Acuña. Yes, he was 25 and he was a Chilean tourist. He went to the Madidi National Forest, National Park, sorry, in the Bolivian rainforest. Um, he was part of a group that was doing a Max Adventures tour group. This was like a company that regularly regularly did these uh, in this forest. And it was customary for this, uh, for Max Adventures to do uh, a traditional ceremony thanking Pachamama. Uh, so Mother Earth is Pachamama in Bolivia and I think some other South American yeah. indigenous um, people. So they had to thank her for allowing them to enter the rainforest because the rainforest is sacred. But if much if Pachamama gets offended, um, she sends her duende to to, to get you. Wow! <laughs> this duende drives victims mad and is said to take them to another dimension. That's an actual scary duende, then. Yes, and all tourists are encouraged to participate in the ceremony, and most usually do. No one ever says no. Um, and I think if oh my god, Michael said no, didn't he? Yes. For for whatever reason that night, Michael uh, refused to participate in the ceremony and he was the only one. Oh, my goodness. And I just think that if a, if a company says we do this thing to appease the old spirits of this forest, I would be like, yeah, sure. I don't want to anger anyone. Yeah. Do I believe in it? I don't know. I'm not going to take my chances. And yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to like risk it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But Michael, he refused <laughs> So the same night after the ceremony took place, the group was getting ready to go to bed. Everything seemed fine. But within a five minute time span, no one knew where Michael Corsewa Acuña had gone. He could not be found. They checked every inch of the camp. There was no like signs or trace that like they could follow. There was no sign that he left. It looked like he had gone I don't know, to the bathroom and was going to come back. Like his stuff was still there. There was no sign that he would have left the camp, right? Mm. 
So the owner of Max Adventures, Faisad Nava, stated that this probably happened because Michael offended Pachamama by not participating in the <laughs> ceremony. Oh, my God. <laughs> Faisar Nava, along with the park director, Marcos Usquiano, truly believe this. They said, you know, this is our culture. To us, the duende is very real. And he probably took my cool. <laughs> That's what they told reporters. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and the search party went to um, two well-known local shamans, Tiburcia and her husband, Romulo. And... The shamans, you know, they did their thing and then they were like, Michael, he's in a very far away place. He cannot be reached. Another dimension. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So they performed ceremonies to appease the duende and Pachamama. They believe this was the only way that Acuña's soul could be called back into this dimension. <laughs> wow. Uh, and as they were doing this, the search party continued looking for him. On day six, um, so six days went by, and he was still not found anywhere. On day six, they found a muddy footprint and a sock. The sock was believed to belong to Michael, and his mother confirmed it was. And I'm just like amazed at this because if someone showed me a sock, I probably wouldn't How recognize it. How does she know it. that it's his sock? I don't sock. know. <laughs> I have no idea. There must have been some special socks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but this sock changed everything for the shamans. Oh. They claimed that it made it easier for them to contact Michael. Well, because now they had like an anchor tying him to this dimension, right? Okay. That's exactly what they said. Yeah, it was like a window to his soul. I feel like I've seen that on TV. Okay. Yeah, I, have, I hadn't. You know what it makes me think of? Sorry. Uh, supernatural or what? <laughs> no, Avatar. Oh my God. When Ink goes missing... Yeah, because he's not in, he's in another dimension. Dimension. Yeah. And then they can't, yeah. Oh my that's God. That's what made me think of. That's exactly, that's yeah. the situation. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, so the shaman spent the next two days performing rituals to Pachamama and uh, the duende. And on day eight, they said uh, their payments had been accepted and that Michael's liberation had begun. They would soon find Michael and their work was done. So they were like, we're done. We're out of here. This was day eight. The search party focused their search in the area the sock and the footprint were found. Were found. And on day nine, Michael was found. The shamans were oh, right. Oh, wow. They found him. Yeah. Uh, less than a mile from the campground. <laughs> oh, my. That just points even but they more to. Yeah. Like, yeah. they searched the campgrounds. They, How did yeah. he show up nine days later? Where was he? After the shamans. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get into that. But after oh. the shamans said, like, oh, uh, they accepted our offerings. Our debt is paid. You're yeah. going to find them. Don't worry. Wow. Like, that's wild. <laughs> uh, so Michael was in very bad shape. He was very dehydrated, weak, full of bug bites, um, nearly eaten alive, according to a New York Post article. Michael Coreseo Acuña told reporters that he was only alive due the, to the kindness of monkeys who gave him food and would point him to shelter every day. <laughs> um, I don't know if monkeys do that. Apparently, he swears the monkeys wow. helped him, gave him food. And there are three groups of monkeys that live in these rainforests, so I don't know which one it would have been, but... 
originally when he was first like interviewed, Acuna stated he was losing his mind and he blamed the duende himself. Like, oh, the duende made me lose my mind. Mm -hmm. He lured me into the forest because he says I started running. He said I was wearing sandals and I said, no, they would slow me down. I threw away the sandals, then the cell phone, then my flashlight. After running so much, I stopped under a tree and I started thinking, what had I done? What was I doing? And I wanted to get back, but it wasn't possible. And so he 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 says at first he said that he was lured into mm. the forest, but then later he he says uh, he denies all of this. He he's like, no, only God is real. This Pachamama, this Wendy, none of this is real. He didn't learn his lesson. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> he's like, I prayed to God that I would be found, and then I was found. I I, I think it was the shamans. I don't think. See, it was God. okay, this is where I'm like, okay, if you, sorry to the religious people out there. Um, or the faithful people are out there. But if you believe in God, who really there's no evidence that he's real, then what is the difference in believing, you know, in Pachamama and the Duende and the Incos? Yeah. Like, <laughs> all of it is... Yeah, and you know, a lot of people do believe both things exist. So yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, um, my cool owes these shamans. Uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh the the park rangers the owners of the touring company locals they all believe that it was pachamama and pachamama's duende and that the shamans you know really assisted in helping bringing him back i believe it and I, i'm gonna agree with that but yeah those are those are my stories my duende and my missing 411 stories i really like that last story yeah i had never heard it so i was like that's exciting <laughs> new mm. story <laughs> I love new stories. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much, Carmen, for filling in for MJ. Um, and I don't think I said it in the beginning, but new listeners, Carmen is my twin. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> if this is your first time tuning in, I'm sorry. Carmen is my twin. And I, I forgot am to say her that. her wiser and older twin sister. Yes. You know, years ago, I would have denied that, but I, I believe that now. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you are older, but yes, you are also wiser. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> uh, do you have any spooky recommendations this week before um, we go? Well, I've been watching The Midnight Club. Um, I'm only nice. on the third episode. I'm intrigued as to what is going on. Did you finish it already? Okay, I felt like that up to episode three, too. And then it, it's kind of picks up. Um, I'm on the last episode. I haven't finished it yet, but oh, okay. it's really grown on me. I like it. Well, uh, I, I am I biased. I, oh, yeah. yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> as yeah, I. <laughs> I love all his work. Yeah, as as uh, as you. Yeah, you are, too. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it gets better. I like it. Better. it. I it's, like it so yeah. far. Uh, I'm just like, I just don't know, like, where this is going. Like, what yes. is real or what's not you know what i mean like i don't know yeah um but i need to finish it though i still need to finish i it. i do need to complain really quick oh yeah i've been trying to watch it during my lunch um when i'm working and uh-huh two people <laughs> are always already watching netflix and i'm like mm! it's me it's mateo it's someone else too because it says there's an xbox and i know who has an <laughs> <laughs> yes we know who it is it's her brother <laughs> yeah <laughs> the other person is my child I however know. he's been really into disney plus lately it's so both of, you're good it's both um your child <laughs> yeah. and his child because it's always kids shows that are playing 
because it tells me what show is playing and, and what uh, device <laughs> it's being played on. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. So yeah, I've been able to finish it or get past. I barely got to episode three. <laughs> um, oh my God. Yeah. Um, let me think of my spooky recommendation. Okay. I guess if you listen to our other podcasts, um, I've already recommended this everywhere that I possibly can, but because he mentions El Cadejo <laughs> a bunch of times, I'm going to recommend the book Solito by Javier Zamora. I it's forgot. It's a beautiful, sad story. Uh, to uh, yeah. mention that part of it when we were talking. Yeah, because we just recorded an episode for our other podcast, Historias Unknown, and we talked about this book already. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't remember. So I know you did an episode on El Cadejo. Um, and you know, yeah, one of our early, yeah, and he talks about his grandpa telling him El Cadejo is like a guide and like a protector. Yes. and I don't remember. I feel like I don't remember you guys mentioning that aspect of it. We we briefly do touch on it that in some parts of Guatemala and El Salvador, oh. El Cadejo is not evil or good. Okay, sometimes he protects people. He's nuanced, and that's exactly how his the uh, Javier Zamora. So his book, he is. Uh, it's a memoir about his journey from El Salvador to the United States at age nine. Um, and he, in the book, he mentions like his grandpa told has told him about El Cadejo. El Cadejo is not good or bad. Mm-hmm. He's he's like more gray. He's more nuanced. And we yeah. do mention that that there is right. places where yeah. people believe that, uh, including mi tío and papi. They don't think El Cadejo is evil. I've never asked papi about El Cadejo. Yeah, he'll he'll be like, oh, well, you know, uh, some people believe in him. Not, I mean, not me. And then he'll like <laughs> tell me other things about him and just go on. Oh. But yeah, essentially, he the Cadejo is not good, not evil. It's a guide. It's someone that protects you. And he mentions El Cadejo a lot throughout his trip. Okay, well, we just need to end this episode because now we're having technical difficulties and it's a sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great book. Everyone should read it. Everyone should read it. Um, and yeah, I'm only mentioning it because he talks about El Cadejo. And that is something that we've talked about. Yeah. A lot. So definitely give it a read. Um, thank you again, Carmen, for filling in for MJ. Do you have anything you want to plug before we go? Well, yeah, I should plug our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. So Christina and I um, host two podcasts. Yes, she does have three podcasts. <laughs> Um, One's on hiatus, but coming back soon. Yeah, we are coming back soon. That is Novelas con Cafecito. In Novelas con Cafecito, we watch the novelas of our childhood. The fancy way of saying it is we critically analyze them and recap the episodes, but really we recap the episodes and talk shit about them. That's exactly right. And all the isms, (laughs) you know, that happen in novelas. Um, Yes. We are currently watching Teresa. We have been watching Teresa uh, (laughs) for a long time. And we'll finish Teresa someday and move on to another yes. telenovela. Yes. So, yeah, if you like novelas, if you like talking shit, um, check that out. And then our other podcast you already mentioned is Historias Unknown. Yeah. In that podcast, we tell each other every week. Usually it's Christina, though, because she's really good at researching um, and typing things a lot faster than I am. <laughs> We each week we tell each other a um, historia unknown, hence the name. <laughs> yep, yeah, a history story that we did not 
know about that is not um, commonly told. And, you know, of course, it's with the focus in Latin America or Latin Americans in the United States. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, uh, just to touch on some of the topics we've discussed, um, the historic Uvalde school walkouts, sterilizations in California, the Guatemalan syphilis experiments. A lot of them are heavy episodes. There have been some really good ones like uh, protest dogs in Chile. That was a fun one. That was more lighthearted. That was a fun one. Mana, the not Mana as entirely, but the history of la canción de um, El Muelle de San Blas. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, definitely go check out Historias Unknown and uh, Novelas con Cafecito. I will link both in the show notes. Um, and yeah, thank you again, Carmen. And I don't know. Don't get lured. In, don't get lured to forests by duendes. I have another one to add. Oh, yeah. Uh, respect Pachamama. <laughs> yes, respect Pachamama. <laughs> Stay spooky and we'll catch everyone next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to the Spooky supporting us on Patreon. Your support means the world to us. And if you want to join the Patreon and get bonus episodes, monthly goodies in the mail, and more, go over to patreon.com slash Spooky Tales. Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, produced and edited by Christina, and is a proud member of the Cultivate Network. For more podcasts on the network, check out cultivatepodcastnetwork.com. Don't forget to check out our Spooky merch. We have Spooky shirts, we have No Mamas shirts, and we have a cool hat that I just added. It's like a baseball hat, not like a hat hat. Um, we also have a beanie in there, and they just say Spooky on there, but I'm a big fan of the hat. It says Spooky in Old English letters, and I love it. I wear it every day, not because I want to go around repping the podcast, but it's comfy. It's a great hat. You can go to spookytales.com store. I'm always adding new designs. But don't even worry if you cannot support us monetarily because the most important support is what you're already doing, giving us a listen. If you listen and you love what we do, feel free to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share this with your spooky friends. Spooky season is upon us, so this is our time of year. Stay as spooky!